Nuance nostalgia, it's the 90s vibe. Come and tap in, we're keeping it live. Live, live. Nuance nostalgia, it's the 90s vibe. Come and tap in, we're keeping it live. Live, live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nuance Nostalgia, a show where every week we look back at a beloved piece of media from the past without the rose-colored lenses, sort of, at least we're going to try. I am Nick, and with me is my co-host and uh, my girlfriend, I guess, if that's okay to say. Uh, it is okay to say, <laughs> yes. Hello, hello, hello. So we had this idea to do this show because um, we like a lot of the same types of movies and shows, but just part of growing up as a boy or a girl in like the 2000s you kind of have a set like these are boy movies these are girl movies right yeah yeah and we don't have a, i haven't seen a lot of the ones you have you haven't seen a lot of the ones i have yes so right. i we thought this would be fun to like look at some movies and things that we liked as kids the other person hasn't seen and then you know get see what we think yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. um you know i grew up mostly on like dinosaurs and superman and you were big on like brats and powerpuff girls and like barb movies and like stuff like that yeah Yeah. but i mean i had brothers so i had seen a lot of those too but more so not necessarily like batman or anything like that but so this is the first time i'd seen this one yeah yeah and i and i grew up with all girls so i've seen like all the twilight movies and but there's still plenty of things i haven't seen that we're going to go into so yeah, like you said, this week we were looking at Batman 89, a movie that was made before either of us were born. Right. But uh, one that I still liked as a kid, I don't think I ever watched the full thing as a kid. I think that I'd just seen parts of it, and I was kind of scared of it because of like Jack Nicholson's Joker is terrifying for a kid. Yeah, he's a little scary. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's just start talking about it. We were, going, we we're doing this one because The Flash is out at theaters right now. Um, it has Michael Keaton's Batman back in it. Do you know mm-hmm. that? Yes, yeah. yeah. And I had only seen Michael Keaton as an old person. Well, he's not that old. <laughs> Older yeah. person. He's probably 60s now. Yeah, now. Yeah. But apparently when he did this movie, he was 37. Yeah, well, because you were right on it. So we were like, <laughs> how old do you think he is? I think I said 42, you said 37. Yeah. Um, what did you think of Michael Keaton in this movie as Batman? I am used to Christian Bale as Batman, so it was weird. It was very weird, but it was all right, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't compare to Christian Bale because he's just so iconic. Yeah. Know, in my opinion. I but. guess, like, you know, you wouldn't, you can't get the Christian Bale movies without this because... We'll talk about it. Before this movie, Batman was, unless you had read comics, he was just a silly character. All there had been was the Adam West Batman. So he was like friendly and funny and like just a cloth suit running around carrying bombs and saving the city. No. uh, He wasn't serious. No, there's no. He was running around in the daytime. It wasn't set like at night usually. And those and those shows are great, but you know they're very different yeah. than the Batman we get now. These yeah, types of movies. Yeah, so yeah. this this changed that that view of Batman in a way. So when this came out, it was considered like really dark and gritty, which Interesting. Na- now it doesn't seem that way. It, it feels very cartoony. <laughs> well, especially compared to the Dark Knight. Yeah, the Dark or the Knight or the Batman. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, yeah. And especially the Batman with Robert Pattinson. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. Not nearly as dark and gritty no, as it's, those ones. It's yeah. really cartoony. And, yeah. and like people were aware of that then, obviously, too. But co- you know, compared that to Adam West Batman, they were like, Batman's real. This is the realest Batman <laughs> we've ever had, you know? Um, so I think crazy. this is the most family-friendly Batman that is good. There's a lot of like more family-friendly ones in the 90s that 
are not very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think this is a good Batman. Do you think this is a good movie? Uh, yeah. I okay. mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely, you know, I definitely think it was a product of its time for sure. But I mean, yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's probably this. Is it the silliest Batman you've seen? The silliest. Uh. I don't know if I'd say silly. I don't know. I don't Maybe. know. I mean, there's a lot of silly things in this movie. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, the mask, you can't move your head. Oh, you yeah. Know, you, you can't move it. Like, he's turning uh, his whole shoulders with his neck. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. laughed at one point when uh, he had to look up and his entire torso just bends in half. <laughs> to, you know, to look up, like it does a back bend to be able to see above him. Yeah. And, you know, I... The mask, it was just, it was the time period. Like, yeah. you know, they, they hadn't done a ton of superhero movies. The only superhero movies before this was the Christopher Reeve uh, Superman movies. That's so, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we weren't in this big, like, CGI era or even, like, big superhero era. Yeah. Um, that we, you know, are in now. And it's, it's, there's a lot more silly things. The Prince soundtrack, that's very silly. Yeah. That, that did not fit in with the movie at all. I felt no. like, I mean, definitely Prince was, wasn't he big in the 80s? Oh, yeah. Not that that's yeah. showing my age. But. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it makes sense that he was in the movie, but it was just like, he's in a Batman movie. It doesn't fit the tone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. that was, that was always a big criticism of this movie. People at the time didn't like that. They're like, why are mm. there two different, yeah, I know you're, we should say, you fell asleep with 40 minutes left into this movie. But it wasn't because it was bad. I was just tired. That yeah. was all it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, once you fell asleep, there was a second Prince song. So there's two Prince uh, songs wow. in this movie. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. Um, he also has the silly glasses. He wears the turtleneck. You know, that's kind of silly. He's got a bit of a Oh, burn. Bruce Wayne does. Yeah. What'd you think of his Bruce Wayne? I didn't love his hair. Well, I did not yeah. love not, that. He's balding. That's a, that's fake hair. It's toupee. Uh, it's so not all of the hair is fake. Yeah, but like the hairline is is it did, fluffed it looked up. Fake. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, like, kinda, that needs a little bit of oil <laughs> in his hair. You can tell that the hair is not quite natural. You know. Yeah. Uh, it looked like it. You could yeah. tell. I, yeah. I could tell. I'll say. You know. Overall, even though it is it is kind of a silly silly movie, I think his portrayal of Bruce Wayne is is pretty good. I think yeah. I like his Batman. I think he's probably out of the recent, the big Batman movies, live action Batman. He's probably the most well adjusted. Yeah, like, um, yeah. He's not like brooding. He doesn't even seem like he's thinking about his parents that much. He goes and like, if at all, yeah. yeah he yeah. drops off like the flowers, but uh, you're asleep for this part. <laughs> no, we're gonna go over the plot. I'm, I'm jumping ahead, but this plays into what we're talking about. Uh, the Joker in this movie has a, a catchphrase. It's like, did you, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight or something like that, right? Yeah. So the de- um, the Joker, also Jack Napier is his name, he killed Bruce Wayne's parents when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And he said that line to him as mm-hmm. the kid mm-hmm. after he killed his parents. Later, the Joker says it to him again, and he doesn't put the two together. Mm. See, I think like I think any modern Batman now, they make him where that's all he thinks about. He's just replaying so. that. So I guess either he's he blocked it out because of trauma, this version, or later. But the other versions probably just like that's yeah. all they think about. And or that's their trauma response. I yeah. think this version's just pretty well adjusted. He's kind of moved on, which is probably good. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting choice. So this before we get into the plot and everything, let's just let me set the scene of how big of a movie this was at the time. This was huge. This was like 
I'm trying to think what this, this would be for us. Time, yeah, <laughs> this it wasn't quite like Avengers Endgame, but it yeah. made a lot of money, and it was it would have been like sort of like the first Iron Man when it came out. I'd say it's on that level. Well, I barely bigger. remember that too. To yeah, be honest. <laughs> we were young. Oh, was that 2008? 2008. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense because that was like one of the first superhero movies. Yeah. Or aside from the other Superman movies, so. I- it it um it probably was like more immediate of a cultural impact than Iron Man, yeah. but it was kind of that level of event where, uh you know it was in all the Happy Meals or toys everywhere. People had merch, but there was some controversy, especially in the casting of Michael Keaton. Do you know yeah. this? No. Uh-uh. Um. So when they announced that Michael Keaton would be Batman, there were tens of thousands of fans that wrote into Warner Brothers mm-hmm. saying, "Do not cast him." Remember, the, you can't just send a tweet in 89. They took they pen and paper <laughs> and mailed it. That's a lot they, of effort. They took it to the post office. That's how much people didn't want him. At this point, he had only been in like some comedies. He was sort of like a failed comedian almost. Yeah. He had been in, like, um, he, I mean, Mr. Mom was like a, like, you know, I think it was a well-regarded movie. I've never seen it. But yeah. that was like, he was known. They were like, you're getting Mr. Mom to be Batman. It's very similar to like when they got Robert Pattinson. I was like, "Oh, you're getting Edward from Twilight." Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, okay. Yeah. That's always that's always been a controversy with Batman. People are never happy with whoever's announced. That's so Batman. it though. Even yeah. like when like Ben Affleck was Batman, or like when uh, maybe even George Clooney. I don't know if people yeah. had to feel you know some type of way about him, but I feel like especially with Ben Affleck, I feel yeah. like everyone felt some type of way about that. Yeah, and they, I, I mean know. all of them, Val Kilmer. You know, whoever the next one will be. Yeah. You know, and, and no one can like ever the, be happy about it. Yeah. yeah so and people true. didn't like Christian Bell's casting at first either. But I feel like now everyone compares it to him, though. Yeah. And now everybody likes Michael Keaton, too. You know, and they brought him back and whatnot. Yeah. But, yeah, but this was this was like a blockbuster for the time. Interesting. In a time when we didn't, ha- when every movie wasn't a blockbuster. And like Kinda Marvel like didn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but we, we were talking about some of the other Batman. And he's kind of different than a lot of the newer ones. He's more wiry. He's not as, like, bulked up, muscular. Oh, yeah, that's His true. fighting style is not as, you know, this is a pre-Matrix movie. The Matrix, like, changed all of fighting movies forever. Really? When did yeah. the Matrix come out? 2000 or 2001? Matrix I did came watch out? all three of them. Yeah, so yeah. before the Matrix American movies, the action was never that interesting. Really? For the most part. There are exceptions. But, you know, there was still, like, you saw, like, a Japanese karate movie, whatever they are. They still have, like, very interesting combat. But Mm. that hadn't made it to the West yet. Interesting. So you'll notice, like, when we're watching this, the action, like, it can be brutal at times, but it's not what super choreographed. It's the same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, The punches don't land as hard, it seems, almost. So his fighting style's different, and overall he's just not as brooding, I think, as some of the other ones, which I kind of appreciate. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you know, Batman's always brooding. He's always... He's always moody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's especially, you know, Robert Pattinson's one. But yeah, 100%. He was not nearly... Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, this Batman is not the one we grew up with. We were more with Christian Bell. Yeah. But I still liked this movie as a kid. I never watched it all in one sitting because I was genuinely afraid of this Joker. I think this is... He was pretty scary. Yeah, Yeah. I think in a kid's eyes, this is the scariest Joker. Yeah. Just because, like, I mean, I always picture Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. And that's mostly just makeup, like, really psychotic 
looking makeup, I guess, but like this Joker, it's like his actual facial features yeah. are just always a smile. And yeah. That's very creepy. Yeah. And like the, the Christopher Nolan Joker, it's scary in its own right, but in a very different way. Yeah. That guy's very calculated. Yeah. He is, uh, he has a very set goal, it seems. Yeah. yeah. He's not out just like, killing people willy-nilly for no reason yeah, with this yeah, joker yeah. he just like he wakes up one he day really and he's like i'm yeah. just gonna kill everybody with gas yeah. you know <laughs> yeah and he just he as a kid like he is this it's kind of like um in it where they made that clown the nightmare specifically for children right like it is a terrifying thing if you are a child i mean it is right. if you're an adult too but especially if you're a kid to kill kids yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's kind of what this is i think yeah. there's shades of that um how much did you like this though i think i did but like it definitely i'm used to how movies are now i guess and like i really did like the batman like the most recent one with robert pattinson Mm. i liked that the most so like i guess i can appreciate it for what it was especially from when the time it came out i guess so i mean it's not like i it's not like i was like oh it's the worst movie but like (laughs) i liked it yeah yeah even though i did fall asleep i guess but (laughs) (laughs) about 40 minutes about 40 minutes left but we we showed you the last five minutes sped up on youtube yeah i did see the very end (laughs) the part that matters i guess when he dies yeah (laughs) yeah um so just rough summary of the plot before we get into it i'm sure if you're listening to this you have watched it but the batman creates the joker uh, dropping criminal Jack Napier into a vat of acid, trying to kill him. This mm-hmm. Batman's very much a killer. We'll talk about that later. The Joker then kind of rains some terror on the city uh, and on Batman's love interest, Vicky Vale, until Batman throws him off a building to his death. But like we said, this is... About Vicky Vale, though. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the love interest wasn't as big of a thing in the other movies, I feel like. And then also, why does she have to be a blonde girl? That's all I have to say about that. She- What's your problem with blonde girls? <laughs> Yeah, all blonde girls. Why does it have to be a blonde girl who do- can't help herself? Yeah, and then has to be saved by whom? Let's let's talk about that while we're on it. <laughs> One of the very first things you noticed in this is how the Vicky Vale is treated by just everyone. How she's represented in this movie. Yeah, the f- her first introduction is her her coworker walking up and saying, "Hey, legs." Yeah, like she's just so sexualized the whole movie. Yeah. and then like I don't know, I. It's honestly, I guess, not a big deal in the screen scheme of things, but also I, that's just what I noticed. I was like, mm, this is weird. Because, yeah. like, they, I mean, even with Catwoman in the newest Batman movie, like, they, I feel like they obviously didn't do that as much. I mean, they did yeah. for sure, but, like, it wasn't the first thing that they noticed mm-hmm. when they saw her, when she was introduced. I think, yeah, and I think jumping ahead to the Batman, the Robert Pattinson one, I think they struck that balance best yeah. of, like, she is a, like, sexual character. Right. She just, like, she's, that's Cat part of her skill set. Yeah. She, you know, seduces people when she needs to. Yeah. But it never, like, it felt like she was sexualized as much as Robert Pattinson was. 100%, 100%. Yeah, it felt, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, it but felt, I like, respectful, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. yeah. But I don't know, it was very weird. Like, the very first thing that she comes on the scene with, even though she's supposed to be a photographer that, like, can you know that has like skills on her own they're like "Ooh, hey legs yeah and then <laughs> she goes to the party for bruce wayne they're like "Ooh, she's beautiful yeah. it's like and come on she, that's that's probably how she would have been treated at the time i'm yeah. sure people would have but it's also she doesn't really have any she doesn't have a character in her own right in this movie yeah which is not great either yeah. but you know i mean also it was the 80s so i mean yeah. i don't know if they'd be doing much else with the love interest i guess I don't is, know. Um, 
Kim Bessinger is the actress that played her. I thought I think she's good in the role. I do think she's great. Yeah, I still and I love her hair. Much. Yeah, yeah, but like yeah. aside from that, you're right. Yeah, I mean the character itself, like the way she was written, like 100 percent not great. But you know, like I said, it was 80s. So I mean, yeah, there there were worse <laughs> things in the 80s portrayals of women for sure. Um, right. Yeah. You know, yeah. they didn't they didn't make her do anything. She was she I don't recall her wearing like anything super seductive. No. But you know, you would have seen like like Princess Leia in the eighties was wearing just a bikini. So you know That's true, that's a good point. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, she's definitely a damsel in distress for most of the movie. That's that's what I'm yeah. getting at. Yeah. Like she didn't really couldn't do much for herself. She's like, Oh my god, Batman, save me. You know, that was all that was all her vibe was. That was yeah. it. Yeah. Um every now and then she took a photo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you think about uh, Batman being a killer in this? He is in most movies, but specifically in this one. I mean, my understanding was that he was like his whole thing was that he doesn't kill people. Yeah. So I don't really understand why, like for some reason, like in some movies he does, in others he doesn't. Yeah. Maybe I guess they don't understand the character and like don't get that, or like I guess maybe for entertainment purposes they want him to kill people, but yeah. I was under the impression that he was not supposed to kill people, because that's the thing. Tim Burton, who directed this... Um, Which I also didn't... I didn't know that he directed movies in general. You didn't but. know this movie existed. <laughs> you see, you, you literally told me, you're like, I didn't know this existed at all. Well, yeah, that's 100% right, because yeah. I honestly thought the first Batman movie was uh, the Christian Bale one, if yeah. I'm being real. So so there's that. Maybe, but, we, maybe we'll, we'll cover those eventually. Yeah, so yeah. But didn't he write this movie, too? Yes, so that's what I was getting at. Tim Burton uh, famously makes a lot of changes in this and the sequel to the character, but not just Batman being a murderer. Mm -hmm. He changes a lot of things, especially in the sequel. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, some people said, well, you don't understand the character or you don't care about the character. I personally think he just chose to do what looked cool. And I think he thought, and like you see that, everywhere in this movie and a lot of times it works i've like wrote yeah. something about this he definitely chooses aesthetic over logic in a lot of places well that, i mean that checks out because yeah. I feel like later on he just mostly does you yeah. know aesthetic movies you know because he has a yeah. very you can tell when a movie i guess like more recent you know days i feel like you can tell when it's a tim burton movie you know oh, what for I mean? sure the look of the character yeah. he does a lot of animation or yeah. um claymation so that checks out yeah, yeah. yeah. but you know, there are moments you were asleep for this, but no. uh, the Batwing, which is Bat- Batman's plane, yeah, uh, it's shaped like the Bat logo. Yeah. It flies up to the moon, and there's no reason it would stop there, yeah. other than the fact for that shot to be taken, where it like makes the logo with a full moon in the yeah, center. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's some other examples of just aesthetic being over logic, and most of it works. I just don't think Batman being a killer, you know, is a lot of a thing. A lot of people like but uh i don't have a problem with it in this movie because you know people have had 40 years to cope with it whatever so yeah yeah and we finally got it right yeah i think the only two live action batman that have not killed are um george clooney because he just had one movie mm-hmm. and robert pattinson though some people say that robert pattinson killed somebody by accident in one of those movies um, oh my God. <laughs> or the movie the only That's one insane. so far interesting when this came on, you said, oh, this was made in the 80s, uh, <laughs> before I told you it was. Yeah. Which is interesting you notice that, because the setting of this movie is like a mix of the 80s and the 40s. Oh, yeah, that was, like, kind of confusing, to be honest. Just because, like, 
I know objectively it was made in the 80s, but then why did they try to make it look like it was from the 40s? That yeah. doesn't make any sense. Everybody dresses like the 40s. We're going to let you talk about fashion here in a little bit. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> everybody dresses like the 40s. Every man in the world has a fedora. Yeah, um, every single one. Like, I'm t- like really, every single one of them. <laughs> yeah. Another thing that, that kind of dates this movie is the pacing of it. And that's nowadays, and you don't realize until you watch a movie from the 80s or before, how quick movies are now, like fast pace. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a lot. We trim the fat more so ever than ever in movies today. Yeah. Where it's it's either nonstop action or it's always something that's integral. You don't slow down yeah, to watch something. Yeah, yeah, I thought the pacing in this, especially for an 80s movie, is really good, except for there's one scene where they're in Vicky Vell's apartment and they are. Um, Oh, he's like, trying to like say that he's the Batman. He's always talking about it. Yeah, and then and then the Joker comes in right oh, after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the pacing in that whole scene, it's like it's almost like it was just like Frankenstein together. Like maybe there's a longer scene in there, and they had to cut it for time because oh. somebody will say something, and then as soon as they're done talking, it cuts to somebody else, and then they're like on the oh. other side of the room. Like how did they walk over there? Hmm. Um, I thought outside of that scene though, the pacing like I haven't seen this since I was a kid. It really, yeah. I really surprised me how well this movie flowed unfortunately that's something i don't notice but i'm sure that that makes i'm sure i'm sure yeah you're probably right yeah Yeah, yeah. for the setting of this though what did you think of like the representation of gotham in this uh i mean i'm sure for like the time it probably was like very gritty and like yeah but and i mean it definitely gave me like new york vibes or what is supposed to be chicago or something yeah sort of new york just a big city it's very grimy yeah yeah, yeah. and definitely it definitely tried i'm sure at the time people probably thought it was but i think it's just like i just keep thinking about the the batman with robert pattinson like that was definitely like grime like i don't know yeah it just gave me the most that one's very that one's really grimy and like dirty too i felt like i really like like the gothic architecture in a lot of the scenes and just how everything is just like nothing's been pressure washed in 40 years it looks like you know (laughs) i like that aesthetic of it yeah Um, 100%. 100%. Let's talk a little bit about the actors. We already talked about Michael Keaton, but we should talk about uh, Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Jack Nicholson made so much money off of this movie. Yeah, and um, I, I think I feel like he was pretty good, to be honest, but also how much of that was his real air personality? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. is he also just, like, a terrible person or, like, I don't know. Yeah, he did it a little too well, baby. A little too well. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's. you can definitely Google that if you want to look up some of the horrible things Jack Nicholson has done. I believe he left, like, a sex worker, like, mentally damaged for life, like, yeah, injured for life. Yeah. I can't remember to what capacity. Yeah. Um, he says, we'll talk about this later, but he says this is his favorite role he's ever played. I think he's good in it. He got top billing in this movie. When the movie, like, comes on and shows the credit, it, it says Jack Nicholson's name before it even says Michael Keaton. That's, like, top billing, which means, like... Oh, You're the most paid, paid actor. Oh, see, yeah, I see. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, that's not always the rule, but usually if you have a really good agent, usually, you, you, you know, if if that's a possibility to get top billing, you get it. Or, oh, you know, same thing with, like, names on posters. Every once in a while, you'll see, a, like, a movie poster that has the name of, like, a background character on it. And you're yeah. like, why is he on there? Because he has a really good agent. Um, yeah (laughs) but um yeah i I like this version of the joker he's like he's really silly in the way that i like the joker to be yeah um but he's also threatening and terrifying like evil yeah Yeah. he's like he's kind of like he's a little like too cartoonishly evil well i was gonna say yeah he like 
he just does things almost for like no reason just to yeah. do them like it doesn't seem like he has a motive except just to be evil yeah and like be terrible to people and i, I and like a lot of times that's how the joker is but you know you have shades of sort of more depth i think than you get in this in better incarnations of the joker interesting you know? yeah yeah more um, more not necessarily like two-dimensional like the more, yeah more dimensions i feel like instead of just i'm evil i'm gonna kill you yeah, yeah that's it yeah i don't know it was kind of this this may be the case for you was it kind of hard for you to settle into his joker voice because it's just his normal voice you know a lot of times nowadays you hear the joker and it's very like high-pitched yeah, and like yeah, yeah. flamboyant yeah uh, yeah. yeah, this yeah. one's he's very just like he looks silly, he's acting silly, but he just sounds like this, you know. <laughs> I don't think I noticed honestly that as much just because like his face is so freaky. Oh, know. yeah, it's very distracting. Those prop- prosthetics are real good, they really know. are. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we also got uh Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent, he's not in this a ton. So, Harvey Dent in the Christian Bell Batman, he gets to become Two Face, you know, the guy gets his face burned. Yeah. That's what would have happened to Billy Dee Williams' character if they would have kept making these movies, but they never got around to it. Yeah. So he's just kind of in here for not very long. Yeah, and I just appreciated that he was the actor from Star Wars movies. Yeah, Lando. I just was like, oh, that's Lando. I know him. Yeah. I know that guy. <laughs> yeah. He's a good actor. Yeah. Um, Michael Go, uh, he is uh, the 1,000-year-old version of Alfred we get in this. Oh, yeah. He's good, but yeah, he's not in it a lot either. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, in hindsight, if he was the one that raised Batman, why does he call him Sir? That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I you're very upset about that. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not like the biggest deal in the world, but it's also like, would Batman not call him Sir? Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing that, like, Longtime comic fans, movie fans have pointed out, like, why does why does Batman make him call him Sir? Make Alfred call him Sir? Because that's weird. I don't and, know if he's supposed to be the one that like was his guardian, basically. Yeah. The way they explain it away is like Bruce Wayne doesn't make him say that, but because he's like an old timey uh, former British soldier, he's just like he thinks that's respectful. That's what he's supposed to do, so he does it. Yeah, like I'm sure he can do that for just like any. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it is just like a thing of respect, but at the same time, you're supposed to be his guardian. So it's like, yeah. why? I don't know. It personally, it doesn't make sense. But I mean, I know I feel like that's part of his character though, because he's supposed to be the butler or whatever. I, I wish that I don't understand why Bruce Wayne doesn't just get another butler to help and oh, yeah. let him retire and just live in the house. Is that the only butler exists? <laughs> it's a big house for one butler. Does no one else want to be a butler? Yeah. Does no one else want to be paid by Bruce Wayne? I don't know. <laughs> I, Yeah, that's a good point. Someone else can just call him sir. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Weird. Uh, Pat Hingle is, he's totally fine as Commissioner Gordon. They give him like nothing to do in this movie so you can't really tell. He's not... No, there are better commissioners, point blank, period. Oh, yeah, but they, there's better they don't, ones. He doesn't have a chance to do anything either. I guess, this, but you know. I still like... I still like the other commissioners better, even the Christian Bale one. I don't even yeah. know if George Clooney one has one. <laughs> He's, he doesn't stand out to me, so I don't care, but... Have you seen the George Clooney Batman? No, so I guess okay. I can't really, can't really say that yeah. it's bad, I guess, but I still think... I mean, I'm partial to what I've seen. I'm sure everyone is that way, but I still think... Christian Bell one, Commissioner Gordon is good, and then obviously the Batman with Robert Pattinson. That one, he's yeah, good too. Jeffrey Wright. I yeah, wish I remember anyone's favorite. names, any <laughs> actors' names ever. But yeah, he's good. It's funny because a lot of the times we think that, like, you know, especially in music, you know people way more than I do. <laughs> 
but I feel like I do. I do know a lot of actors, but I do <laughs> yes. not know uh, musicians whatsoever. Yeah, I'm yeah. better with faces. I'm yeah, like, oh, I recognize that face. Yeah, well, that's a face I know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So special effects, they're they're pretty minimal in this. They feel just like they're they're like fireworks. And yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. like CGI. Obviously, it's not CGI. Right. Like, I don't think they had it. I don't even know if they had it back then. I, uh it was close uh, jurassic park came out in 92 this was 89 so it was like there's there's bits of it but jurassic yeah. park is well like per- perfected it uh, okay interesting yeah. yeah so it's a lot of physical models yes, like the buildings yeah. feel real because like there's miniatures there you <laughs> yeah, know and yeah. like um like everything like it, it makes it more grounded in a way that like a lot of the superhero movies today using so much cgi doesn't yeah like yeah. i saw the flash which you know is a somewhat sequel to this and um, nothing good. about it feels real outside of the Batcave, which they recreated, like how they made it in the movie. Yeah. So, like the original movie. So, um, it is it is kind of interesting to see, like like these people are actually in a room; they're not Literally. in front of a green screen. And you feel that, like yeah. it, they feel like they're there in these places. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack we have to mention it just because it's super iconic uh, by Danny Elfman. They bring it back for the Flash movie, but. Yeah. Um, that's the first thing you see when this movie starts is you know you see the names and you hear that soundtrack and it's it's a great probably the most iconic batman soundtrack outside of like the da na 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 you know you want to talk about fashion for a moment <laughs> the fashion in this movie i think this is something we're going to do every week where you just judge the <laughs> judge fashion in anything it, we yes. watch yeah uh i think you can definitely tell it's an 80s movie you can definitely <laughs> tell like even in like the beginning not even when anyone anyone interesting or important has been introduced, like in the extras, I guess. Yeah. Like the ear, the bulky earrings, the uh, even when the camera or no, the increment came on, um, like the shoulder pads. Yeah. And then when what what's, what's her name, Vicky? Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale. When she comes on in like her first scene, she has like this like very eighties like formal dress. You where hated it has, that like, dress. <laughs> yeah. So white. It's like a white dress. She honestly, she, if it was a different color, I would have liked it way better. It's just like she was getting married, and like they probably <laughs> did that on purpose. Just she's like, oh, this is pure girl. Like, yeah, I didn't even think we about love that. her. Yeah, yeah. but but one hundred percent, like the ruffles, it was like flower ruffles, and it was off the shoulder, and it was. I mean, it, I think objectively it looks good. Like just like from our perspective, it's a very vintage dress, and like mm. if I saw it at the vintage store, I'd probably get it, like a thrift store or whatever. But. Yeah for some for to just like it as it is i don't know very weird it was very like ballroom like white dress with ruffles i was like "Mm, that's an 80s dress right there you know (laughs) and then like she had another dress later on um that museum date scene where like yeah it was a teal dress and it was i think it even had shoulder pads in it it was like up to her neck and like sleeves down to her arms like you weren't out on a date (laughs) is that a date dress i don't know i mean it was objectively i I mean i it wasn't like it was super bad, but at the same time, you could tell it was from the 80s. Like, yeah. no one now would wear that, I guess. And then, yeah. I, th- I didn't even get to look at the shoes, but they were probably, like, the, the, pump, the you know, the pump shoes with, like, no strap <laughs> on the top. And they had, like, a thick heel, you know? And, like, so anyway, I mean, yeah. I can appreciate it for being vintage, but, like, it's like, if you look at the fashion, it's like, ooh, that's 80s. That's 80s fashion right there. Yeah. Can, anyway, I, I appreciate it because it's obviously vintage fashion, but it's not like, you'll see it. I don't know. It's definitely in style now, I feel like, but definitely not like every aspect of it. You never see someone wearing like Vicky Vale's dress again. You yeah. know what I mean? That's Unless a, they were like, ooh, vintage, you know? <laughs> what costume I did really like, I do like the Joker's pinstripe suits. I think well, those are like fun. Like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think, 
I think they nailed that look. Like that is such an iconic Joker look. And then I, I like the bat suit too. It's yeah. you know it's hard plastic. It's very obviously rubber. Yeah. But you know it still looks, especially for the time, it still looks good. I was gonna say that I don't think there was really any other way they could do that. Yeah. I mean and now the, I feel like they have have done it like way better, but yeah. at the time. I don't think there was a better way to do it. <laughs> and they keep him in the dark, so you can't yeah. really get a good look at it, which is important, yeah. too. Yeah. Except for that one time he looked up at the ceiling <laughs> yeah. and bent backwards. I also like all the gadgets. I like that they just give him a ton of gadgets. And most of them are like grappling hook related, but, you know, yeah. I still like that they incorporate that. Here's some miscellaneous notes I have here. The Batmobile, just in itself, it doesn't make any sense logically, but I love the look of it. Like that, that I mean, and everybody does. It's the most iconic Batmobile, probably. Yeah. Um, but it's just like it's like thirty feet long. It looks like, and it's got yeah. Apparently, it is. <laughs> I mean, I did not know this, but um, yeah, it looks it looks wild. It looks yeah. pretty insane. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I like that it can like it has the protective mode where these shields come out over it, and it's yeah. like it's so obviously stop motion. You know, oh but it still God, looks good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I like, I like, and it's so impractical. You have to like use a grappling hook to make a turn, but it looks great. Like I think mm. it's so. I think it's it's a really great look, and they bring it back in the Flash movie too. But that's, like I said, just that's another thing. I guess sacrificing logic for aesthetic. That you know the Batmobile there, but it's still like that works. It looks so good. It does work. Yeah. Uh, we've got some IMDb trivia here because I don't want to actually like I, every week. I'm just gonna pull this so I don't have to actually do much research myself. Period. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I got five facts here. Uh, did you know Robin Williams was offered the role of the Joker when uh, Jack Nicholson hesitated? He had even accepted the role when producers approached Nicholson again and told him Williams would take the role if he did not. Nicholson took it. Williams was released. Williams resented being used as bait and not only refused to play the Riddler in Batman Forever, but also refused to be involved in any Warner Brothers productions until the studio apologized. That's pretty wild. You, you already know I didn't know that. But. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know the movie existed. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's crazy that Robin Williams is almost the Joker. I mean, and also apparently almost the Riddler. Yeah, yeah, um, which ended up being Jim Carrey. In the, in well, the sequel. I think that works way better. Jim Carrey, I feel like you might not think that if you saw the movie, Never but mind. like on paper, on paper it does. But, Never mind. Uh, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think that would have been. I mean, I have no doubt that he would have probably done well, but like at the same time, I think Jack Nicholson just yeah. is, maybe his real personality shines through, <laughs> and he's just like he does it very well. Yeah, they definitely knew what they were getting with Jack Nicholson. I think yeah. I think Robin Williams would have been good. But that is Jack Nicholson's role. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Speaking of Jack Nicholson, he said of this role, the thing I like about the Joker is that his sense of humor is completely tasteless. He later said the Joker was one of his favorite roles he played. Uh, yeah, probably because it made he was him, a terrible person, yeah, or because it made him incredibly rich. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna talk about it. that, that too. He yeah. makes so much money off. Of, he still is making money off this movie. He's not dead. I thought he was dead. No, he's not dead. Oh. No, there's he may be senile. Some reports say that he's really old, but he's he's alive. I feel like a lot of people would have made a big deal about it if he died. So oh yeah. Uh, Michael Keaton, who calls himself a logic freak, was concerned that Batman's secret identity would in reality be fairly easy to uncover and discuss ideas with Tim Burton to uh, better disguise the character, including the use of contact lenses, which I think that's not a bad idea. Hmm. But ultimately, Keaton decided to perform Batman's voice at a lower register 
than he was when he was playing uh, Bruce Wayne. This technique became a staple of future portrayals of Batman in film, TV, video games, especially those of Kevin Conroy and Christian Bale. I did not know that he well, he made I didn't this. Know, I didn't yeah. know that he like you know did started that basically, but that makes way more sense because yeah. why would he use his Bruce Wayne voice as Batman? Be like, <laughs> you're literally Bruce Wayne. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, so that makes sense. But I think I feel like uh, when Ben Affleck was Batman, I feel like that was the yeah. best way to do the it the voice modulator yeah because yeah, yeah. Yeah. then you you really wouldn't be able to tell that it was you know Bruce Wayne but at least lowering your voice is like a little <laughs> yeah. better yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's interesting I didn't know that yeah. um, Michael Keaton was also unable to hear while wearing the bat suit so no, not only could he not move his head oh, it's you know like what? that's so interesting because it really does cover his ears yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it must be some thick rubber um, yeah. he said it made me go inward and that's how I, was, uh, I wanted the character to be anyway to be withdrawn he said so I guess it's easy to be withdrawn and you don't know what anybody's saying that's very yeah. interesting yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and last one I got here, Michelle Pfeiffer, who was, this is, I'm ready to see your opinion on this. So Michelle Pfeiffer was dating Michael Keaton at the time, right? Unfortunately, I don't know what she looks like. Uh, you'd know if you saw her. Okay. That's not really the irrelevant part Okay. Here. So she was, she auditioned to play Vicky Vale. Okay. Right? Uh, his real life girlfriend. Yeah. Michael Keaton said no. Why? He said it'd be too awkward. And That's, he had her booted from the film. Why would it be awkward? They were literally dating. <laughs> that doesn't um, make any sense. But she ends up being Catwoman in the next movie because they're broken up. And he says, oh, now now it's fine. This is not awkward anymore. How was it awkward in, when they were dating? <laughs> is that not crazy? It doesn't make any sense. Can you imagine if, like, me and you went on a job interview? I got the job first. And then they were like, what do you think about C- Caitlin? I'd be like, I think I'm awkward. So... <laughs> Don't, don't hire her. her. Yeah, yeah. She don't, she, I, I'll make the money. She doesn't need it. So, oh my god, yeah. that's pretty wild, isn't it? I just don't understand. He's apparently he loves logic, and he thinks that <laughs> how does that make sense? Yeah. Doesn't make sense to me at all. I don't know. No. So we've been talking about box office this whole time. Money made off this movie. This movie was critical and financial success with a budget of thirty-five million. It you know, and then you add roughly double that for advertising. So whatever a movie says it costs. Usually it's double because you also have to spend that amount on advertising, roughly, okay. right? So let's say it spent about seventy million to make this movie, probably more, mm-hmm. uh, but it made four hundred and eleven million just at the box office alone. So huge success, yeah. and then they got to think about all the toys, merch, oh, yeah. posters, DVD, or Especially VHS at this time, but yeah. now DVD since digital copies since yeah. um, they've made a killing. And Jack Nicholson, for him to sign on to this, he decided. He would, if he gets a, a percentage of the gross on the film, due to his massive box office take, he took home around sixty million just on his own. I had no idea. Yeah, that's so much. Uh, if you adjust for inflation, that's about one hundred and forty-three million today. It's pretty good. That's wild. That's like the cost of some movies. Yeah, he made seriously. himself. Wow. Yeah, uh, like the best deal like anybody's pro- ever gotten ever, on a movie. Uh, yeah, like for you sure. know, yeah. maybe not the best, but it's up there. Yeah. So let's talk about like a little bit of the impact this had on pop culture. This movie has had, you know, huge impacts not just on the superhero genre, but just in movies in general, um, and especially for specifically Batman movies. Obviously, so many staples of Batman were created or made popular in this movie. Like we said, lowering the voice, uh, the grimy, weird Gotham, mm-hmm. shooting Batman at in the dark usually mm-hmm. adam west was usually in the day this it was just a normal city you know mm-hmm. we definitely wouldn't have the batman movies we have today but mm-hmm. we wouldn't have probably any like superhero movies like this mm-hmm. because it was such a big success I, I think regardless if this movie didn't happen eventually we would get we'd have gotten a gritty batman just because that's how a lot of the comics were 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, this kind of kicked it off and set us to where we are now on like our 12th new Batman or whatever, you know. But <laughs> Our third, 40 yeah. millionth Marvel movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, this week obviously was my choice, but that means next week is going to be your choice. <laughs> so what are we watching for this next episode coming up? Um, it's going to be a Barbie movie. Um, I have not decided if it's going to be... So I was a Barbie girl, so I don't know if it's going to be Barbie Princess and the Popper because that one is definitely the most popular one. Mm-hmm. If you're if you like grew up loving Barbie, it's either that one or it's going to be um, uh, Barbie as Rapunzel because that oh, one okay. I don't know the animation is like decent for the time. Yeah, you know early two thousands, so like it was all right, and it has some like genuinely strange aspects to it. So like I don't know, maybe that one. I'll have to yeah see. Okay. First of all, see what I could find on the internet to be able to watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'll have to have a have to have a think about it. Okay. You know? All right. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. We are recording on one mic this week, but next <laughs> the next episode is gonna we're gonna have two mics. We have two mics. We just don't have a way to set them both up. So uh, uh, maybe it'll sound a little better. Well, I hope, so. I hope so. Hopefully, this is the worst sounding episode. Um, we're but, moving up. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening, though, and um, and please be sure to. Continue listening, and if you want, you can find us on Facebook um, on a Nuanced Nostalgia page. We'll probably make an Instagram or a Twitter too. I don't know, but probably a Twitter. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, do you want to say where you are? Do you want to say you're at like on Twitter or anything? My at yeah, literally just. Well, do I want to? You yeah. don't have to. You definitely don't have to. <laughs> yeah, my at on Twitter, it's Caitlin Shorts. Yeah, just okay. that. Yeah. I, I think mine's just Nick Norris, but it may be something else. It used to be Norisosaurus. I don't think it is anymore. That one's way better. I'll let you know next week. I'll let you know about Twitter next week. Okay. Thank you all for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.